Okay. Let's, we'll, we'll start off with the Mishnah, um, which we said we she did it last week, but just to get into it, we'll do it again. Maskirin, this is a Lamad Gimel Omad Aleph. Okay, about 15 lines down is where the Mishnah starts. Maskirin Gaburaz Gashomim. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Right. Says the Mishnah, Maskirin Gaburaz Gashomim Betchias Amesin. During winter, we mention literally, if Gaburaz Gashomim means the power of rain, it refers to Mashavaruach Amarida Goshem. And the uh, Gemara and Tana stuff base explains why do we call it Gavuras Gashomim, the power, because um, rain can come down with great power and great strength, as we know. So Maskirin Gavuras Gashomim, we mention it in the Brocha of Machaya Mesim, because Asakiba, etc., Mashavaruch Marida Goshem, and then it carries on, Brocha Tashem Machaya Mesim, so it's in the Brocha of Machaya Mesim. We add a request for rain. The same time the Mosa during Baruch Aleinu, the Avdolah B'chanan Adas, and on Mosa Shabbos when we make Avdolah, we say it in the Brocha of Atochanan. We insert it in and we say Atochanan Tanu. Rebbe Kiva, Amir Rebbe Kiva says, Amr Brocha Revius Bifne Atzmo. The Avdolah is said as a self-contained Brocha. In other words, we come to Baruch Ato Hashem Alkei Lakolish, then we say a self-contained Brocha about Abdullah, and then we start Atochanan. That's Rebbe Kiva. And then finally Rebbe Leza, I know Rebbe Leza says, by door, we say it in the bracha of Madi Manach And the Gemara will explain where do these three people have different views, where do they get it from? Mm-hmm. So it says the Gemara, Maskirin Kavurus Kashomim, we mentioned Kavurus Kashomim, Mashavurach Marida Goshem, in the bracha of Tchersamesim. My timer, why do we mention it in the bracha of Tchias Amesim? On Rav Yosef says, Rav Yosef, because rain is like Tchias Amesim, Tchias Amesim, the resurrection of the dead, in which way is it like? Because it sustains human life, causes produce to grow, and that sustains human life. And therefore, Tchias Amesim, which is also about the resurrection of human life, Therefore, Mashvaruach was was inserted in the bracha of Tchesamesim. Gerald? Yes. That's a a very good argument, but doesn't it suggest that we should be saying it all year round, therefore? Yeah, but you can only say, the Gemara in Tana says, you can only talk about Geshem in the time when it's appropriate for Geshem to fall. Remember, I know Geshem here falls in the whole year, but the brock was made mainly uh, for Eretz Israel. And Eretz Israel, there's no rain right throughout the summer. Uh, so you've yes, got to say you. it at a time when there is rain. That's a good point. We say, we say Talamata in Baruch Again, why do we insert it just then? My timer. Because rain gives sustenance, as we've just said. It gives you panosa. Remember, at those times in agricultural society, everyone earned their living from from the field. And as we know, without fields, without, without produce, people can't live. Therefore, they fixed it in the bracha of panosa. Baruch is the bracha of panosa. So therefore, that's why the Saint Alamotle bracha goes in the bracha Baruch So now says the Gemara, Abdullah B'chanan Adas. On Mazda Shabbos, we say Abdullah during Chanan Adas. That's the view of the Tanakama. 
My time, what's the reason of this? Omar Rav Yosef says, Rav Yosef, Mitoshi Chachma, because since Havdola, which means to distinguish or to separate, is a Chachma, and I refer you to Rashi, the first Rashi after it starts with Gomorrah, Mitoshi Chachma, a Chacham Yodea, a Chacham, somebody who's wise, Yodea, he knows Lahabdil, to separate, to distinguish, Ben Kodesh between holy and profane, or Ben Tomei Latar, between pure and impure. In other words, you've got to have a bit of wisdom to be able to differentiate. So therefore, since we're talking about Habdollah, which differentiates between Shabbos and the rest of the week, it's put into a brocha, which talks about wisdom, which you need Chachma as well to differentiate. So that's my Omer of Yosef, Metoshi Chachma, since Abdullah requires wisdom, therefore they fixed it in the bracha of Atachanan, which is talking about chachma, which is talking about wisdom. Rabbonon Amrit, the Rabbonon, they give a second reason why Abdullah Atachanatonu is said in the first, is, is said in the bracha of Atachanan, because it marks the beginning of the work week, in other words, lots of Shabbos is already, Shabbos is out, and the, the week, working week has begun. And though we sometimes may not feel it here in England until Monday morning, but uh, if you go to Israel, Sunday morning is a normal working week. And people tell me that people who do Aliyah, the hardest thing they find is not sort of uh, Israelis don't believe in queues, etc. The hardest thing they find is that a Sunday is a normal working day. So, since it's uh, the beginning of the working week on the Matzah Shabbos, therefore they fixed it in the first weekday bracha. So that during Shabbos, we only say seven brachas. We have the first three and the last three, and then we have one bracha of Shabbos. And on Matzah Shabbos, the first weekday bracha that we have is Asachayim. So therefore, it's not because the first one was because, because it's wisdom, there's a connection between wisdom and Abdullah. Here we're just simply saying, since it's the first bracha in the working week, so that's where we insert Havdala. Um, Gerald? Yeah. Uh, Rav Yosef and the Cohen really don't contradict each no, other. No, no, They complement each other. Correct, correct. There's, there's a, they each give different reasons for why we do it. They both agree that we say it in the first bracha, but they give different reasons as to why we say it in that bracha. But the reasons are complementary, are they not? They're not, they're not. Uh, no, no, they're not mutually exclusive. No, exactly. Yeah. No, right, quite right. Right. Amrab Ami says Rav Ami, What we, it's just a repetition of what we said. Understanding is great, as we see by the fact that was placed at the very beginning of the weekday brochas. But Amrab Ami, and Rav Ami says, Another reason why understanding is so great is because it was put in the posset between two names of Hashem. Shenema, as it says in the posset, this is a posset in Shmuel. It says, Kikel Deus Hashem. For God, for the God of Deus is Hashem. So we've got a posset which has got the word Deus, which is understanding. On one side, it's got Kale, which is a name of God. And on the other side, it's got Hashem, which is also a name of God. So since understanding is surrounded, it's got a name of God before and the name of God after, that's another reason why Deah is so great. Anyone who does not have the understanding, you cannot have mercy on him. 
Shenemah, it says in the Pesach, Ki ambinasu, for it's not a people of understanding, al came there for lo'yerachamenu aseah, its maker shall not have any compassion on it. Now, this does not mean that a person who is not that clever and doesn't understand so much that you can't have, uh, it can't have Rachmodas on him, you can't have pity on him, it doesn't mean that. The Mephosh will explain in one of two ways. Either it means a person who refuses to accept the concept that Hashem rules the world. If he, if such a person says that, then you don't have to have Rachmodas on him. Others say, I think the Ben Yodos says, that you shouldn't have compassion on somebody who denies that his suffering is meant to stir him to do tshuva. So it doesn't mean, when we say, somebody who is simple and doesn't have understanding, just because he is not as clever as the next person, it wouldn't make sense. It means he goes out of his way to not accept sort of that Hashem rules the world and that you've got to go by sort of what he says. Om Rebeloza, says Rebeloza, God will mikdosh in it and benchteiosius. The mikdosh, the base of mikdosh, the temple, is also great because it was also put between two names of God. Shenema, as it says, we say every day, for Alta Hashem, mikdosh Hashem. It means you've made, O Hashem, Mikdosh, the Mikdosh Hashem. And we see the word Mikdosh has got Hashem before it and Hashem after it. So that makes Mikdosh, since we've established that the same way that understanding has got a name of God beforehand, a name after it. And that's the criterion that makes it great. So we say the same about the Mikdosh. The Mikdosh was great because it's got the name of God before and after it. But on Rebeloza, and says Rebeloza, Kol Odom Shesh any person that's got understanding, it is as if the base of Migdash was built in his days. Why? Because as we said before, understanding was put between two of God's names. And Migdash and the Migdash, the temple, was also put between two names. So therefore, there's a connection. So because the criterion is that something is great if it's put between two names of God, Therefore, there's a connection, any person who has understanding is as if the base of Midrash was built in his days. In fact, the others explain it, and there's a further connection. It's not just a matter that both of them happen to have the name of God on either side of them. But others say like this, that somebody who is who, who has an understanding of God, he causes the Shekhinah to rest upon him. And such a person resembles the base of Midrash, because that was built to serve as a dwelling place for the Shechina as well. Because the Apostlech says, Make for me a Mikdosh, make for me a temple. My Shechina, my presence will rest on it. So since they've both got the same connection, therefore that's a further connection between um, Dea and Mikdosh. And therefore, that's how we understand, any person that's got understanding, it's as if the Migdash was built in his days. Right. Maskev law Rav Acha Karachino. Rav Achi Karachino, that's a name. He objected. Uh, Gerald? Yes? Sorry, I've just come back from a five-hour drive from Wales. Where are we? Just, I've, I've just come back. Sorry. We are Lamad Gimel Lamad Aleph. Lamad Gimel Lamad Aleph. Yes, sorry. Sorry, yeah. We are on the first of the wide lines. First of the wide line. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much.
The very wide line. The very wide lines. No, the very wide point. lines. Yeah, the second. Yeah, the very wide lines. Sorry, Lamar came out wrong. Lamar came out out of the first of wide lines. Yeah, brothers. Yeah, I've got the first of wide lines. Mick does not fan. So, Master of Law of Achakachinor, of Achakachinor objected, and he says, Elamata, according to this, since the criterion is that anything which has God's name on either side of it is great, Elamata, according to this, Godzilla Nakama, Nakama is vengeance, Shinitno Benchdeosius, because we find a posuk where Nakama, vengeance, is mentioned, and it's also mentioned between two names of God. Shinem, as it says, Kael Nakama Sashem. It's got the word Nakomas, which means Nakoma is vengeance, and it's got Kale before it and Hashem after it. So according to this, that you're saying that Deo, which is understanding, and Mikdosh, the temple, is great because it's got the name of Hashem on either side of it. So according to this, you must say Nakoma, vengeance, is also great because it's got Hashem on either side of it. And we know vengeance is a very bad thing. Like Sikom, but I said so, you mustn't take revenge. So how can you consider, so... That, that shows that the sort of definition that we gave, that if something has got God on either name, it's a great thing, doesn't make sense, because otherwise you would say Nakama is great as well. And we know Nakama vengeance is not a great thing. Omale, Revaloza said to him, N, yes. But Milsa Mirgadila, in its proper place, vengeance is a good thing. And now the Gemara goes to explain and says, where is vengeance a good thing? Behind that, Ma'ula, Ula says, the actual posse says, as we say on the, must have said it this morning, Now it's got the word Nakomas vengeance mentioned twice. Why do we have to have the word mentioned, the Nakoma mentioned twice? Why are there two mentions of the word Nakoma vengeance in this posse? One for good, one for benefit, for reward, and one for punishment, which Russia will explain in a minute what this refers to. Lataiva for good, Achsev Hafia Mahaporon. In, uh, in, uh, this is in, in Bazasa Brocha. Hafia Mahaporon, he appeared from Haporon. What was Haporon? Haporon was where the Bene Yishmael lived. As we say at the Akeda, Yishmael lived in Poron. So Hashem had gone to the Bene Yishmael to offer them the Torah in Poron. And they said no. Now, as a result of it, well, we'll see in a minute, as a result of it, what happened? The raw, for, and for the vengeance can sometimes be bad, basically what Rashi explains is as follows, there's bad vengeance and good vengeance. The, um, the good vengeance, the, sorry, let's start with the bad vengeance. The bad vengeance is that Hashem took the Shechina away from the other nations. In other words, the Shechina was there, but when they did not accept, when they didn't accept the Torah, it took it away from them. And therefore, the good vengeance was that the Bnei Yisrael benefited from the vengeance on the Goyim, because Rashi explains there is a halacha which says as follows, a shayah shel Yisrael, an ox, an, an ox owned by a Jew, akum, which um, gores an ox of a non-Jew, potter, it doesn't have to pay. Now, before you all start saying, ha! Ah, how can this be? How can this be? How can we treat the guy like that? The Bible explain there's a reason for that. And that is that Hashem wasn't only just upset with the nations for the fact that they wouldn't accept the Torah, 
But they, if you remember, they said, Mark Sivbe, what is written in it? And one said, oh, so Hashem said, it says, Lysidzov, you mustn't murder. No, that's not for us. We've got to have murder. And the next one said, it says, Lysignod, you can't steal. No, that's no good for us. We've got to steal. Now, all these things were the Sheva Mitzvah Spadonah. So they had no right to say no. And that's why Hashem was annoyed with them. And that's why the halacha was set up. So you've got a good vengeance that the Bnei Yisrael benefited regarding this halacha of Shoy Yisrael, Shemogah Shoy Akum is Potter. And it, as I say, it was because Hashem was very angry with them because they should have accepted it because it was part of the Mitzvah of Nebuchadnezzar. And the bad vengeance was that Hashem took it, took the Shechina away from them for not accepting it. So we see, so we see that Nakama itself can have a good element to it and a bad element to it. So what was the question of the Gemara before? Gemara was, since we said anything which has a word with the name of Hashem on either side of it is a great thing, and we asked, well, according to this, Nakama should also be a great thing. And we know Nakama is a terrible thing. Vengeance, no one, you mustn't take vengeance. So the moral answer is yes. In certain times, vengeance was good because Yisrael benefited from, from the vengeance. So therefore, Kel Nakama Hashem, Kel Nakama Zafia, even though it's got Hashem written before and after the word Nakama vengeance, it's yes, it can still be a good thing in its right time. Right. Let's carry on unless there's any questions. Rabbi Kiva, I'm out. Rabbi Kiva says, uh, uh, Gerald. Oh, right. Sorry, just, no, uh, no, no, fine. Go ahead. Um, uh, uh, is the Gemara concluding that only God himself can exercise vengeance? Correct. Yes. Correct. Yes. Well, I mean, you're not allowed, like, in, in, in the Torah it says, you are not allowed to take revenge. In other words, somebody's done something bad to you, you cannot pay back and say, well, he did something bad to me, I'm allowed to do that. No. Hashem Adarat, because it says, Kael Makomas Hashem. Hashem can do it because he had a specific reason to do it. Yes. But we can't turn around and say, well, if we've got a specific reason to do it because so-and-so upset me, therefore I'm going to take revenge and upset him. No, we can't do that. So revenge is the monopoly of Hashem only. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah. Incidentally, if you have a look in, in the mitzvah of Lysikon Velosita, which, which says you mustn't take revenge. I remember Rabbi Feldman once spoke about this on his Sunday morning sheet. He quoted the Chinuch, a very interesting Chinuch. He said, he asked a question, why are you not allowed to take revenge? It, it, it's a human, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's a human quality. So, you know, if a person has been upset, then, you know, he would want to upset that person, or you might think it's a human quality. So we told Lysikam, no, you've got to control yourself. But why? So the Chinuch explains like this, that if a person upsets you, or if a person does something wrong to you, the way you should look at it is that really Hashem wanted you to be upset or to be punished or whatever it was. He only used that person as a shliach, as his agent to do it. Now, if you look at it that way, you'll never get upset with anybody. Somebody, say, for example, embarrasses you in public. It wasn't him really embarrassing. God wanted you to be embarrassed for something you'd done wrong. And he used so-and-so as a shliach. That's what it says in the chinuch. So even though, like, you're not allowed to take revenge. But if you look at it that way, 
if you look at it that way, that it's not him who did something wrong, it's God used him as a shriach, you won't be upset with that person. Because it wasn't him who did it, it was God who put the idea, who planted the idea into his head. Uh, Gerald? Yes. The classic example is when Joseph um, um, identifies himself to the brothers, his brothers, yeah. and they say, don't be upset, for Hashem arranged for me to come yes. here. That's right. Very good. Excellent point. Yeah. Gerald, who said, Gerald, who says that shots about they didn't listen to Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noach, therefore you can off the boy? Who says that? No, no, Rashi says that. Rashi says, oh, oh the Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noach? Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that I found in, in uh, the Masifta, in the Masifta Gomorrah. You can look it up. Masifta Gomorrah? In, there's a Masifta Gomorrah. That, that's where it says that. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. The, the other part that the, the, the about Ashar that's Rashi says that brings that here. Yeah, I know that, but who says yeah, that? Yeah, that's I saw that in the Mesopotamia too, because it, you know, why should Hashem take vengeance on them because they didn't want it? Yeah. They just, if you offer somebody, will you accept the Torah? And they say, No, I, we can't manage without thing. Why should Hashem punish them? The answer was yeah. because they had a duty to accept it. Because they only made an excuse of things which they had no right to make an excuse of. Because they, they weren't allowed to commit murder or stealing, etc., etc. Very good, very good. Rebekiva, says, I'm a bracha revius. We say the fourth bracha that he says, so this was about Havdollah. We had a three-way machlikas. We had, first of all, the Tanakamu says, you say it in At- Atahainan, as we do, Atahainan Tanu. And, uh, Rebbe Lezer said you say it in Maidim, and Rebbe Kiva says you say it in a self-contained bracha, and a bracha on its own. Let's see. Literally, the men of the great assembly, they were the ones who, um, were masakain. They sort of laid down for Yisrael, the brochas, the, the sort of wording of the brochas, tefillas, the dumplings, kadushas, how to make kiddish, habdollah, to make habdollah, etc., etc. They, they made the words. Let's see where in tefillah they said habdollah should be recited. Why should there be a machalikas about this in the Gemara, three-way machalikas? Let's see. Now the Mephashim explain that normally... The, the Gemara doesn't ask this question. Yeah, there's a machlokas, one says this, one says that. You don't ask, well, let's see what, what happens. If... The answer was, because it was Havdollah, which we say every single week, you would have thought that it would have been passed down from far, from grandfather to father to son, etc. It's just a fact of, of, of Messiah of asking, what did they do? So why should it be that there was a machlokas about it? Omalei, so he answered them, he said like this. It wasn't so simple. At first, the Anshe Knesset Agdada, they fixed Havdollah in Tefillah, as part of Shemana Ezra, rather than saying it over wine. Why? Because the Jews at that time were poor and they couldn't afford the wine. Heshiru, when the people became more affluent, Kavuelakos, they, they, they removed Havdollah from Tefillah and they said you only need to say it over a cup of wine. Now, since Abdullah was no longer recited in Tefillah during that time, therefore the details of the original Takhana of when it was made in Tefillah was forgotten. 
Later, when people again became poor, they went back to the original Takana and fixed Abdullah into filler. Now, it was at that time, explains Rashi, that there was a machlokas regarding what the original enactment had been when they made it in Tefillah in the first time. So you see, it was first Tefillah, then it went to Kost, then it went back to Tefillah. And at that time, they argued, what was the original Takana? Where was it? Where in Tefillah was it? The Heimamru, and they said, Hamabdu Tefillah. This time they said, Hamabdu Tefillah, Sorokshi Abdullah This time they said, anyone who says Abdullah during Tefillah, has also got to say a second time over a cup of wine, as long as he's financially able to do so. Itmanami, Omram Khir Baba Mriachan, Khir Baba is the name of Mriachan, Anche Knesset Agdala, the Anche Knesset Agdala, Tikla Hemli Israel, they established for Israel, Brochas, Brochas, Tfilas, Dabming, Kedushas and Abdullahs, Kedush and Abdullah. But Tchilok, again, it's really a repetition of what we've just learned. But Tchilok of Abdullah, in the beginning, when they were poor, they fixed Abdullah in Tefillah rather than recite it over wine. Hey, Shiru, when they got more richer, Kavua, Alakos, they said do it over wine. Chosru, Behenu, when they became poor again, they couldn't afford the wine. Kavua, but Tefillah, they went back to, uh, to saying it in Tefillah. And Behem, Omra, and they said at that time, Hamabdu, but Tefillah, Sarashi, Abdullah, that you should do both if you can afford to do it. Everyone should do it in Tefillah, and if you can afford to do it on the wine as well. Itmanami, it's also been said, Rabba and Rabbi Yosef Rabba and Rabbi Yosef both said, Somebody who says Abdullah during Tefillah has also got to say Abdullah a second time over wine. Omar Rabba, Rabba said, But we can challenge what we've just said from the following price. Now, the following Bryce says, You damn Shman Esra, and you forgot, and you finished Shman Esra, and you forgot to say Masha Baruch. Or, You forgot to say the same Talamot and Baruch Aleinu, and you come to the end of Shman Esra, and you suddenly say, Ah, oh, I didn't say it. Machzir and I say, we've got to, um, he's got to repeat Shman Esra. However, as, uh, however, the Abdullah Bachanan Adas. But if he finishes Abdullah Motsa Shabbos and he realizes that he didn't say Asachanan Tonu, a Machsir and I say he doesn't have to go over the Shman Esra again. Because he's still able to recite Abdullah over a cup of wine. In other words, he's got to get out, get out clause. All right. It's true. He didn't mention it in, in, uh, Tefillah. But since he's got a second option to do it over wine, therefore you don't have to repeat Shemana Esra. Now, Gemara has a question here. It's a sort of odd language. It says, because he can, if he wants to, which suggests that he has an option. He has an option. He can, if he wants, he can do it a la cost. He can do it over a cup of wine. That implies that in this particular case, since he forgot to say it in Tefillah, he now has another option to say it a la cost. But normally, if you mention it in Tefillah, it would imply that you don't have to say it a la cost. And we just learned, Hamadu B'Tefillah, Sorokshi Abdul la You've got to do both. Right? Is everybody with the question? Shall I repeat it again? Yes, please. Okay. 
the question is this. We said that Hamavdil B'Tfila, somebody who says Abdullah during um, its filler, he needs to say it a second time as well. When he gets home from shul, he has got to say another Abdullah, as we do, over a cup of wine. Now, we bring a brisa here and say that if a person said Shman Esra, but he forgot to say Atachan Antonu, he does not have to repeat Shman Esra again because he's got a second bite of the cherry, he's got a second chance by saying Havdallah on the cup of wine. Now the language that is used, it says, because he's able to recite it over a cup of wine. Now, it, it, it suggests by saying that he's able to recite Havdallah over a cup of wine, it implies that normally this is not oblig- obligatory. Otherwise, it would say, because he says it on the cross. Means he's, he's, got a, he's got an option because he forgot it in Tefillah, he can say it in, on the cross as well. Mashma implied from there that if you did not forget it in Tefillah, you don't have to say it a second time on the cup of wine. But that goes against what we just said, that Amabdul Batfila, if you say Abdul and Tefillah, you do have to say it again, Alakos. So answers the Kabara. Lightamer, don't use the word, you've got to amend the wording. Lightamer, Pnesha, Yochala, I'm Alakos, because he's able to, if he wants to, he can say it on a cos. Alamet, Pnesha, I'm Alakos, because he does say it on a cos. In other words, Amabdul Batfila, somebody does it in Tefillah, you've got to do it again on a cos. So therefore, what you're saying is, if you forget it in Tefillah, you forget Abdullah and Tefillah, you don't have to repeat Shemana Esra because he is going to say it alakos. Not because he's able to say it. Because if you say he's able to say it, it implies he's able if he wants. He has an option to say it here. But normally if he would say it in Tefillah, he wouldn't have to repeat it. Which is not the case because we're saying even if you say it in Tefillah, you do have to repeat it a second time. So therefore it amends the wording and it says that. And it says that you actually do say it um, Gerald, Gerald. Yeah. Um, we say, I, I know it sounds pedantic, but the Gemara is being very careful here. When you say he's able, yeah. it does imply that he has an obligation. That's right. That's the whole point. It, it, he can if he wants to. So it implies he doesn't have an obligation. And therefore, that is a question of what the Gemara says, that he does have an obligation. Even if he said it in Tfilah, he does have an obligation. You're saying change the word able, because that's not compulsory. Correct. Exactly. Because he says it on the cost, you have to say it on the cost, even if you did say it in Tfilah. That's right. But the word, the Gemara, the original Gemara, piece of Gemara is saying that he, because he's able to say the, if he omits the the, the Havdalah in Tefillah, he's able to sort of fulfill it in Havdalah, suggests that that able um, is in fact compulsory. No, the opposite. But he is able, if he wants to, he can say it a la cost, and it implies only in this particular case, he has got an option if he wants to, he can say it a la cost. But it implies that normally, if you would say Abdullah in Tfilah, you don't have to say it a la cost. That's the implication. Is so it? And there, from the word Mepnesh, that's how the Gomorrah understands it. Mepnesh, la la It's an unusual language to use, and it implies 
that it's only in this particular case you are able to make it on that cast because you didn't mention it in Tfilah. But it implies that if you did mention it in Tfilah, then you don't have to say it a la cost. And that goes against what we learned, that if you, even if you do say it in Tfilah, you still have to say it a la cost. Yes. Okay. okay. I think that's a, unless anyone's got any questions, it's sort of, we come to an end of a section here, and it's time, so we might as well leave it here. Thank you, Jeremy. Okay. Thank, Thank you much. very much. Have Thank a good you. week. Thanks. A good week. I'm looking forward to have a haircut next Wednesday. <laughs> Use a DIY method. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All the best. Have a good night, everybody. Keep, keep well. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.